graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Greetings, heroes, Stanley's in the battle. It's the mind behind the Hulk against the geek beneath the flag. I'm just your friendly neighborhood writer man with a secret identity of a super MC whose raps are as dark as my shade. And you squealing like... Don't be sad. We all have a time to go. Yeah. Most of the internet thought that you died 12 years ago. But the four will always be fantastic. The Hulk will always be incredible. The words you wove within the hearts of heroes are indelible. There is no beef between us. We're two minds of the same kind. And there is no man who could ever muck with what we left behind. They're the greatest stories ever told. Heroes show us we don't need to be perfect to do what's right. It's not about living without fear, but facing injustice. It's not about being powerful, but finding your calling when you least expect it. They show us it's okay to be vulnerable, no matter how tough you are. Because even though they're heroes, they're still human. Your podcast will fast, will fast, will fast. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And what a better way to start the show than with a good old-fashioned Oscar letter. For new listeners of the show, welcome. Uh, you can write to us at twostrangersonepodcast at gmail.com. And you can write to us the same way Oscar does. Uh, Oscar has Please been a, a, <laughs> a long-term listener of the show. Uh, long-term? Uh, long, long, yeah, long-time, long-term uh, listener of the show. He often gives back. He gives plenty of feedback None of it's any positive, <laughs> but a, a sick part By the way, of me today, actually. T- today, uh, Oscar's going to be Dr. Phil for uh, Chris, apparently. So. Oh, yeah. And what I did is, uh, this is take two. We were recording, and then we had some sort of technical difficulties. I wonder if I was being sabotaged in some way, shape, or form. It was um, Oscar. But uh, I, I purposefully... <laughs> now, I still haven't read the whole letter. I'm sort of purposely like giving it a... I, I don't want to spoil it for the show. All right, so here we go. Chris... Dude, 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 another layoff, what the fuck, and you just got your Wi-Fi back. Damn guy, over the years I've been following your pathetic life. <laughs> you went from correction officer to Radio Shack to Rite Aid to a factory worker several, like several times. This de-escalation of status is quite horrible and horrifying. What a spiral downward. Just when the par- podcast started to get a regular, its regular schedule back, you lose yet another job. Are we going to get back... Are we gonna go? Are we going back to an episode every eight weeks again? Have you ever thought of the common denominator in all your job history as you? Uh, has it ever occurred to you that maybe you have less than a stellar work ethic? Now here's now here's where I think I, I don't think I don't think it's my work work ethic. I'm a fucking actually I'm a hard worker, 
at most of the jobs I have. And I don't know if that sabotages me. And, you know, of course, obviously it's coming from, from my point of view, but every job that I've had, and I thought about this for a long time, pretty much every job I had. Now, of course, yes, losing the corrections job, that was totally my fault. But I've been on a lot of fucking sinking ships, Paul. All right, so I worked in a, my last, the last prison I worked at was in a, was a facility in New York City. Now, not that it, not that it means anything with me losing a job, but, uh, you know, it was in the city. It was on the west side. It was in an area that was getting really fucking gentrified. Like, that facility's closed now. They used uh, Hurricane uh, Sandy when that hit New York City to be as an excuse to you know, shut down the facility because there was a lot of pressure from the neighborhood. They didn't want it there. There was this big sports complex across the street called uh, Chelsea Piers, which is a place like people, they, they go uh, they go golfing, uh, you know, like, like chipping, you know, golf practice. And there was a hockey rink there and a bowling alley and all the, you know, and it's, and it's really expensive to go there. So there was a lot of pressure. So that was one place that was closed. The other place that I worked at for like five years of my, of my career was this place in Staten Island, Arthur Kill Correctional Facility. Um, that place was closed. And the the general area now the funny thing is it is downwind literally downwind from the garbage dump that's in Staten Island which in the mornings was always wonderful or driving down the highway you drive and just fucking smell the stink from the fucking uh, landfill um, but uh, that particular facility uh, that's shut down now like if I was still in corrections both of those facilities I wouldn't be able to work at because both of those facilities don't exist anymore and I was watching um, Orange is the New Black. Uh, season six, the most uh, current season. And uh, there's a whole subplot in that series of girls playing kickball and it's supposed to unite the girls and all this other bullshit. Um, well, where they filmed it, they filmed it in Arthur Kill. And the facility, the buildings are still there. The gates are still there. It was so interesting to see. Cause, and I worked, and the funny thing is where they were, it was in the back of the facility where I worked, uh, G2 unit. G2 unit was like my home for five years. And... Uh, you know, they use it for all these scenes where the girls are playing kickball and it was just outside my, my the unit that I work. So that was kind of uh, fun work watching. Um, once again, I've been on a lot of fucking sinking ships. And after corrections, yes, I went to I went to Radio Shack. And what happens to Radio Shack? Radio Shack doesn't even fucking exist anymore. I was there towards the end where the big thing was, you know, cell phones, sell cell phones, sell cell phones. And they always had me out in like towards East Rochester, which is like... You know, everyone out there uses AT&T. And at that particular time, when I was working for Radio Shack, they had everything but AT&T. They had T-Mobile and Sprint and, and, and uh, what was it, T-Mobile, Sprint? Why am I drawing a blank on the last one? And, oh, and, uh, no, excuse me, everyone was using Verizon. And, uh, you know, I had AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. So that was a fucking sinking ship. Then I started working for Rite Aid. Rite Aids don't exist anymore, or at least they... they the front part, they, they've they kept the name Rite Aid. But, and if this was after I left, you know, they, uh, now Walgreens bought all the Rite Aids. So, like, you know, like, if you see the place, if, if you call a Rite Aid, like, welcome to Rite Aid, you know, it's now Walgreens. So, like, Walgreens runs the pharmacy, which is what really makes, you know, those pharmacies are there to be pharmacies. You know, the front, the, the, the retail part is sort of there just to kind of like, hey, if you're going to come pick up your... You know, if you're going to come pick up your medicine, you might as well buy a five dollar fucking bag of chips that, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Rite Aids that have closed because of Walgreens. So, yeah. But I'm saying is that, you know, like what what you would get in like Walmart or something for like three fifty, 
you know, in, in Rite Aid cost like seven bucks or something. Like it was like double the yeah. price. So that was a fucking sinking ship. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, I worked, you know, right. I was working in pharmacy. Um, okay. What was after Rite Aid? All right. I was working in the, the debt consolidate, the debt, uh, the debt place where, you know, it was, it was federal contracts and you had to, you know, call people and get their federal student loans, uh, taken out of default. Well, because of the genius that we put in the fucking White House, the Department of Educ Department of Education doesn't even is like a stagnant fucking pool right now. That shut down, and they start they pushed me over to the fucking um, right before I left. They were pushing me over to the IRS department, you know, and that was a brand new contract that you know uh, that was a sinking ship. Uh, the pharmaceutical place that I was working at that that now Austin doesn't work at either, and and so I can say it was this place called Unifer down in Henrietta. That fucking place. You know, I was the last temp there for months, uh, you know, literally the last temp there because they stopped hiring temps. And then I was working at this fucking printing factory. And, uh, you know, there was a lot. There was a big push for people during the summertime because the place where I worked at was printing school books. And then now that the school year has started, uh, they purged a lot of fucking people. This is shit that I've talked about on the show even before I got fired where they got rid of a lot of people. Well, unfortunately, now, I kind of, I was, you know, I was on the, the most current wave that they got let go. But, uh, you know, because there were two other guys, because I still have a friend that works there. So, um, Well, let, let, let's, let, for the record, the last two jobs were part of your little temp thing. So Yeah, I was working at a temp agency, and once again, it's still, you know, I should be happy. I'm not working there anymore. But it just, it does make you fucking feel like self-worth has, has that has that lady contacted you since the last episode no not at all but then again i told her i said if you can't give me x amount of money for the time being then i don't want to fucking do it now with the job that i have now you know okay right now i'm still uh part-time and you know knock on wood maybe sometime soon i'll be full-time but you know i'm doing the fucking math and right now as an independent contractor i'm bringing home a little bit less than what i was bringing home working at this bullshit place that was in the middle of fucking nowhere that had to take Ubers and buses. And, you know, every day was another fucking adventure just getting to the fucking place. So you would think, and, and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am happier, like, job-wise, you know. And once again, I'm working for, like, one of my, you know, closest friends from high school. You know, we, we talk on the phone every day. I mean, we talk about work-related stuff, but, you know, of course, the, it's a friendly conversation because we're buddies. And, you know, I've just been on a lot of sinking ships. You know what I'm saying? I've done, I've, yeah, I've made some bad mistakes and I've done some dumb shit, but I don't think it was my work ethic. I don't think, you know, I think, if anything, I'm more of a threat. Like, you know, when I worked, the, the last place I was working in, in, the, in the printing company, you know, I was... They were hiring me at a supervisor's rate. Now, not that that's not that, that means anything because you know I was only getting I was getting paid like a dollar fifty more than the other people who work there. But you know, when things kind of slow down, why have why have someone at a supervisor's rate? Because I wasn't doing a supervisor's job. You know, they already had supervisors there that have been there longer than me, and so why have me be like a grunt if I'm getting supervisors pay? And, and of course I would probably told them to go fuck themselves if they said, well, we'll, we can keep you, but we're going to, you know, take a dollar 50 off your, off your pay. So, you know, that shit, you know, I mean, job wise, I don't want to say like I'm happier, but you know, I don't have to go out right now. We're in Rochester, you know, dealing with fucking snow and shit. Didn't you, didn't you say, you know, I had about, there's about where I'm, where I'm at right now. There's about, 
probably six to eight inches. And I've been sitting at home scratching my nuts. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to go out in this fucking snow. I'm not waiting for a bus in this fucking snow. You know what I'm saying? I'm not waiting for an Uber in this fucking snow. You know, I get to, uh, you know, I, I'm working from home. So things are getting a little better. But of course, you know, if Oscar wants to try to smack me down, he can smack me down. And that's the whole thing is like, if, like for him to take the time out to write the letter, I feel better. You know, for, for a company like that to just throw you away like you're fucking disposable, that make that pisses me off. All right. So <laughs> let me see. Back to the letter. Um, and then plus, I get to watch a lot of Netflix and Hulu while I'm, while I'm working. Um, while he's fapping. Um <laughs> Uh, let me see. Uh, it goes, maybe your attitude at work sucks. Your attitude on the podcast is Facebook and, and on Facebook is holier than thou, as well as thinking you're smarter than most. Okay. That's true. Uh, with your, pro- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you admitted to it with your professional and personal life on display over the past several years. It proves that you most definitely have some mental issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm depressed and, 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 and you know, and, and, you know, I don't know. All right, let's, here we go. Uh, dude, uh, you would have been almost retired if you didn't ask to resign, if you weren't asked to resign from your correction officer job, which is true. If I was stood in corrections, if I didn't make those mistakes that I made, I would have been, a, I would have been able to retire in like six more years. Um, okay. It, it, but now that being said, I still have, I do have my pension coming to me. You know, I'm vested in my pension. I invested into that system. Now, don't be wrong. I owe the pension money because, uh, I took, you know, during my divorce, I took money out and shit like that. Um, but I still have a pension coming towards me. Um, all right, what is this? Uh, let me see. I've, I lost my point. Uh, uh, dude, it would have been almost retired if you weren't asked to resign from your correction officer's job. It's crazy. I know your stories. It's someone else's fault that you aren't uh, doing well at work. Uh, they retain almost everyone but you. Uh, it can always... Uh, let me see. What does it say? It's. It can also be one of those reasons. It could be... That you are hard to look at. Being obese is one thing, but being obese with all those tattoos and scraggly uh, Duck Dynasty beard, you couldn't get wow. a job helping Paul at the gas station, pumping gas, looking the way you do, or <laughs> cleaning popcorn from the sticky floor of its theaters. Uh, doesn't that tell you something? Uh, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, next topic: women. All right, this is from uh, this is stuff you saw from last episode. Paul is exactly right. In stating that you said, uh, oh, Paul is exactly right in stating that you need to lower your standards. Uh, you don't, dude, you don't even have a car. You're supposed to tell your date that you'll meet her at the date spot. Dude, it's too much. But Paul, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Telling Chris he should engage in a homosexual relationship for all its perks except sex <laughs> and, <laughs> and just have a girl that would uh, just give him sex. How the hell is that good advice? First of if, if Chris couldn't uh, get any girl to service him. Why would he need a, homo- a homosexual <laughs> relationship going. in the first place? Uh, dude, I think since uh, Paul has been dumped, okay, uh, it's lost. you've lost some of your marbles. Maybe you need some release <laughs> since it was your suggestion. Why don't you, Chris, why don't you and Chris engage in a Chuck and Larry relationship? Uh, maybe then you both can find girls to service you. LOL. Uh, and uh, all the best and fuck you both. <laughs> Oscar. That's it. P.S. Thanks for making me realize how great my life is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I bet you your life sucks. But you know, once again, it's sort of, um, you know, uh, it's what a wonderful way to start the show. Welcome to all the new listeners. <laughs> if you want to write us, write us at Two Strangers One Podcast at Gmail dot com. 
<laughs> don't worry, me and me and Chris are gonna have our own relationship soon. <laughs> now, uh, a few things, um, I guess, and it was it was weird. Um, uh, this guy Court uh, Court from the Cinema Psyops podcast, who I've, I was on a guest on, it feels like it was about two years ago, uh, but I advertise uh, their show. He had contacted me, and and I guess Click and Hit, one of our our advertisers, doesn't exist anymore, or at least the website's not up anymore. Now I know they were acting. I know they were working just a couple of months ago because someone contacted me and said they bought uh, some stuff off their off their website. Uh, and oddly enough, like getting connected with Click and Hit was through one of my current my current boss. Now it was a friend of a friend. It didn't even really know the guy. But uh, I guess Click and Hit doesn't exist anymore. So I guess you won't be hearing those ads on the podcast anymore. Um, okay, and. Uh, and also, I think the biggest news of the of the past two weeks, the death of Stan Lee. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 let's not bring the episode down or whatever. You know, I was obviously, you know, anybody, you know, the Marvel movies from the past 10 years and, and 20 movies or 19 movies that they put out so far. I mean, it's one of those deals where even if you're not a comic book fan, you know who Stan Lee is. You, you've seen his face. You know his voice. You know, you know the joke of that there's, you know, a cameo in every movie. Um, now, I was listening to another podcast and I had heard. Now, I had shared a I had shared a link a while back saying that uh, James Gunn, uh, before before he got you know fired from Marvel, had filmed four cameos for Stan Lee for them to use in the movies. You know, like they said, Stan Lee, he flew out to, to Georgia you know, they filmed these things in Georgia. And, you know, of course, you know, with little editing, they, he could put him in all these movies. And, of course, you know, with that being said, of course, they could fly out. You know, even if they weren't filming in Georgia, which I think most of these movies do. I think, like, Infinity Wars filmed in Georgia and a couple other places. Um, you know, you could bring the actors to, to stand. You know, they don't have to take this 95-year-old right. man and drag him on a plane and send him around the world. But uh, so they, they said... Now, the article that I had shared and the one that i had found said that he had filmed form four cameos on on a kevin smith's podcast they said that they filmed five cameos now i i don't know if that means that there's one more cameo for for stan lee or what i'm really hoping is that there's five more to come like you know we'll see him in uh you know i'm assuming what would be you know probably captain marvel you know infinity war part two uh, you know, I don't even know what other movies, you know, probably, you know, Homecoming Part 2. You know, I mean, once again, I don't know. I'm just speculating of what movies they're going to be in. But I'm hoping that there's at least five more cameos. Or if they said there's five cameos, meaning there's one more, which obviously the next one would be either Captain Marvel or um, Infinity War Part 2. Now, I hope it's, I mean, if it's Captain Marvel, it makes sense because Captain Marvel takes place like in the 90s. So, I mean, uh, you know, Stan Lee is still alive. And if they don't have one in Infinity War 2, which I'm pretty sure they're going to, um, you know, you could say, hey, Stan Lee disappeared when Thanos snapped his finger. Um, so, what, do you, what, Paul, what would, do you have a favorite Stan Lee cameo? Hmm. Actually, you know what? I like the one from Daredevil. I, dude, you, <laughs> you said that was mine. <laughs> Yep. And we did not practice this. We not, you know. Yeah, I think the one from Daredevil, you know. I think kid, that's the best one that he had, honestly. Yeah, the kid stops him, uh, you know, before he gets hit by the car. I do. That was exactly the one. And it's funny because that's not 
like a from the you know the more recent proper Marvel movies. But yeah, that that was my favorite. I mean, of course, a lot of ones. A lot of people say you know when he says Tony Stank, I'm looking for Tony Stank. I mean, obviously you know Guardians of the Galaxy two when he's with the Watchers and he's in a spacesuit because in that one. You could tell him he, he's saying, "Oh, there was a time I was a, a UPS guy, or I was a you know mail delivery person," and that kind of includes he was a mail delivery person in the Fantastic Four Fox movies, and then there's the right. one where he says Tony Stank, <clears throat> which is in the Marvel movies, which you know l- leading to the 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 theory that like he's a watcher or he was a person that was granted powers where, you know, he can go to, you know, he's in all these movies because he's a supernatural being of some sort or was given supernatural powers to be, you know, all these different people. He's a, he's a, he's an observer. He's some sort of, you know, you know, him being in all the movies has some sort of coincidence to that. Um, okay. That's my cat decides to try to rip apart my cabinet. Um, <laughs> yeah. as, you got those problems too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, which was your cat? Uh, <laughs> my cat was your cat. Uh, she's doing good. Uh, let me see. Um, so as we're, we're recording this on Friday the sixteenth, um, today Stanley was late to rest. Um, I follow, you know, I, I was following Stanley on social media, and of course, you know, when I say I'm following Stanley, these are obviously accounts run by other people, you know, with Stanley's best interests at heart, and uh, like the Stanley Facebook page was like, you know. Per Stan's wishes, he wanted a small funeral. You know, he he didn't want, you know, he, he loved his fans. He spent a lot of time with his fans, but he wanted it. And then especially, you know, with his wife passing away, just like, I think it was earlier this year, you know, uh, you know, he, and a lot of people felt that. They're like, man, as soon as his wife dies, uh, you know, it's not too far long after that he's gonna you know he was with his wife uh, i was watching a you know i was watching for people who follow me on facebook i was watching a dvd where it was an interview uh with stanley and this was back in 2002 when like spider-man the first like the the, the toby mcguire spider-man movie was released and at that particular time he said he was with his wife for 53 years so you know plus another you know 16 years later or whatever he was with his wife 60 something years yeah so, so you know that someone you know that you know your your entire lives were together so after his wife passed you know, away you know i do got to i also got to mention like and i and i retweeted this on tsunami news was um i mean it's technically not a cameo but uh in the 90s version of of the animated spider-man oh, yeah. where uh the episode where peter parker the multiverse episode where like there's like all of these spider-men mm-hmm. and um one of them is just an actor. He has like no powers. He just has the Spider-Man suit, mm-hmm. and uh, basically he takes him to meet Stan Lee. And Stanley's Stanley's like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Here, here's Spider-Man," <laughs> and Spider-Man's like flying him, th- like web-slinging him through the the uh, the city and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just you know, you you just look back at that episode and you go. Yeah, I think that was probably his greatest moment, kind of, because, like, you know, that's the closest you're going to ever get to being, like, okay, Spider-Man actually slung me across the city kind of deal. Oh, yeah. And he was in, I mean, he's in uh, the most current PS4 game. I mean, I haven't played it, but uh, there's people who've said that. Um, Oddly enough, he has a cameo in the most recent, the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie. 
Mm. And I've seen that. That was cute. Which I guess technically was the last cameo while he was still alive. I mean, I, you know, there's still. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's cameos after this. But the last is oddly enough, his last cameo was in a DC movie uh, while he's still alive. They paid tribute to him too. So oh no, but it's, nice. it's legit him. It's his voice and everything. No, no, no. I know. But they they also paid the paid tribute to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Day, Even they recognize like yeah, we got to give this guy his props. Um, now I remember, you know, I mean, I'm an old man. Uh, back in yeah, you are back in '83. You know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, '83, there was the cartoon Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and it's so weird. Like, I guess it's on Amazon Prime, so I couldn't. I was trying to find episodes, and of course, I found like you know, <laughs> I found this bootleg a link to like it's like WatchCartoons.net or some shit like that, and I found the episode. And it's weird because I don't think like in the first two seasons, I, I clicked a bunch of episodes and I couldn't find one episode with Stan Lee. But in season three, I could definitely say that in season three, they kind of brought Stan Lee on as a narrator. So, you know, uh, you know, it, it, now those are my memories. Like before I knew who Stan Lee was and before I ever got my collected my first comic book, I remember that voice. He has a very distinctive voice. And, you know, I remember from Spider-Man and his amazing friends hearing Stan Lee and, you know, call he would always call the audience and I hate true believers and, you know. Whenever he ended episode, you know, Excelsior, you know, his, his catchphrases, you know, um, he was also big back in the day. He would write editorials for the comics, and that's how a lot of people know him. Um, you know, I mean, my first comic book was a Spider-Man comic book. That was like it was something they gave to us like in first grade where it was like an anti-smoking comic book. And it was it was Spider-Man, Storm, Luke Cage who at the time, you know, back in the days to call him Power Man. And yes, yeah, Spider-Man, Storm, and, and Power Man versus this character called Smoke, and it was like an anti-smoking thing, like you know, to teach kids like don't smoke cigarettes and shit. But uh, you know, Spider-Man has been there for me since like since I was six years old, and then you know, watching the cartoons, and I remember like there was the live-action TV show, and yeah, there's the original like Spider-Man cartoon, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but uh, and like you know, in your generation, you were more from the '90s cartoon. You know, Stan Lee was always kind of there. I mean, especially with Spider-Man. But, you know, Stan Lee was always there uh, in the shadows. And, and I'm glad, you know, I think obviously he knew how much he meant to people. And he loved it. He loved being in the spotlight. He was a big fucking ham. You know, uh, he enjoyed the fame. And, and, you know, and he went to these cons. And, you know, and you see all these, a lot of people shared pictures with him. You know, one of the jokes, I think, and I think it was the year both of us went to Comic-Con. I went to go use the bathroom, and these guys were talking in line because there was a line coming out of the bathroom. And the guy goes, he goes, the two people everybody meets, these guys were talking, he goes, the two people everybody meets is Kevin Smith and Stan Lee. <laughs> and unfortunately, I never got a chance to meet uh, Stan Lee. At least I got to meet Kevin Smith. And I guess, you know, Kevin Smith is, you know, has been with, you know, so I, you know, through six degrees of separation, you know, I'm connected to Stan Lee in some way, shape, or form. Um, but let me see. So yeah, so today was his uh today was his small uh private funeral. Uh let me see. What else? What else? What else? Um now last uh, this past weekend I took my daughter to go see uh the new Grinch movie. Uh it was cute. You know, it was I, I didn't you know it's definitely better than the live action version that came out a, a couple of years, you know, a long, long time ago. Uh, in the early 2000s, because, uh, you know, my daughter, like I had, I still have that like on VHS 
And so my daughter, you know, she would watch that in my house. And that was sort of like her Grinch movie. You know, I'm, I was more, you know, from the, you know, the 60s, you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And um, but it wasn't bad. It, it's definitely a lot better than, than the live action one. Uh, but you had you had said that there were people who were coming to the theater complaining about, about... going to see. I'm the sorry. Grinch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this. Uh... Sorry, I'm a little out of it. Um, it was a long night last night with all the snow. Um, the, um, so the Grinch is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's opening it weekend a, yes. of a kid's movie. Opening weekend of a kid's movie. I had to give away like seven passes to this on just one day. And they were complaining about the, there were some people complaining about how, um, there was kids crying in the in the in the the, uh, the theater, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm like, was it just one group? They're like, no, it was all over the place. And I'm like, guys, like, I understand what you're saying. I, and the the question I always ask people is, is did you come out and say something? Mm. What do you think their response was? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> they no. To the end of the movie. And it's always and it's always it's always either no or, um, well, I was enjoying my movie. If you were, if you're complaining about something, you weren't, you were clearly not enjoying your movie. Mm. So, um, ugh, I fucking hate people for this. Um, yeah, I mean, those so, people, those people are fucking idiots to, to, you know, to go to a movie the the the, the weekend it opens, and and this is obviously a family movie, a kids movie, you know. Well, there was a guy, there was a guy that he had his own kids that came out and complained too, mm-hmm. and but he didn't want any passes. The other one was just a guy and his girl, and I'm like thinking to myself, like, if you were gonna come and see The Grinch, you should have just came and saw The Grinch w- during a time when it's really slow. Yeah, like, go, to, go to the ten o'clock show. Yeah, d- don't don't be stupid about this. Just go and see it when it's, you know, it's not busy. Like, go and see when you know that people aren't gonna be there, and then you don't have to worry about this shit. Well, you know, these people, you know, these people or whatever. And then I had like these four kids come up and they're like or four or five kids and they're like they're like yeah there was these kids and i and i asked them again i'm like did you come out and say anything well we're coming out now Ugh. i'm like oh my god <laughs> and you know I, I i i i tend to bite my tongue on some of this stuff mm-hmm. but honestly it's kind of like one of these things where it's like i almost want them to put a disclaimer on these kids movies that's mm-hmm. how that's how how much i i i sit here and i just go it's ridiculous because it's like these these people come out and they're like, while these kids are talking, it's a kids movie. Yeah. Of course they're going to be talking. Of course they're going to be talking. Why wouldn't they be talking? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like how? What do, what do you want them to do? You, do you do you want me to throw out the whole? Like I literally said that to one person. I'm like, like, you know, and I, and I was being nice about it and they understood too. I was like, listen. Like you have to understand, with a rated R film, it's it's different between a rated R film and a kids movie. We've yeah. we've actually we've actually like um, you know, started and this has been this has been over a year or two now that we've been doing this, but and not just my company but other theater chains as well, where we you know these rated R films, we don't allow any kids under the age you know six and under into these films. 
because it was a chronic it was like a chronic illness of these parents consistently bringing their kids into these rated R films. And it we're not talking about like and I know this this was like a controversy um bad moms for example. Mm-hmm. Um I'll talk about that in just a second, but um we're talking about like horror movies, we're talking about like movies where there might be nudity in it or you know, really, really bad language, and you're bringing your little kids in, mm-hmm. and you're just like, and and we literally had to put a stop to it because it was becoming an issue where people were constantly complaining, and we were giving away way too many passes because of it. Um, you know, and then you flip to these kids' movies, and you get these people coming out, and it's like, listen, and I literally said this to the one guy, I'm like, if if I were honestly, if I honestly came in here and started yelling at people all across this theater, I probably would end up with several fights, mm-hmm. you know, towards me. Not fighting me, but, you know, verbally um, saying shit mm-hmm. in the middle of the theater, maybe even screaming at me. Yeah, creating creating, and, a, creating a disturbance. And also, we're talking about, you know, yeah, I, I, I get that, you know, it disturbed your movie, but it's a kid's movie. And it's all over the place. Like my security guards, when my security guards go in, there's a difference between if the if a movie like everybody's talking versus a quiet movie where two people are talking. Clearly, if the two people are talking, they're going to throw them out. Mm-hmm. But if you have a whole theater doing it, what are they supposed to do? Throw the whole movie out? No, you can't. You can't do that. You're going to lose out on money. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose passes, let alone money. And it just at the end of the day, it's just kind of stupid. So. Yeah. And what's like, you know, I've been the parent, obviously, you know, I've, I've taken my daughter to the theater. And of course, like, you know, uh, you know, that look, I took my daughter to go see Grinch opening weekend. I mean, well, I saw I, we went on on uh, Veterans Day, or the, uh, observed Veterans Day, because, you know, that weekend I was, you know, the, the weekend itself, I was sort of like exhausted and I don't want to do anything. But, uh, you know, just going to like I took her to the theater and. You know, luckily, you know, she was she was behaved. But, you know, when she was a little younger, you know, she would get up. She would, you know, she'd be a little uh, that's why, you know, when you're your parent, you're like, please, for the love of God, let the movie be good. Because, <laughs> you know, when the movie's good, people are quiet. They shut up. But, you know, kids get antsy. Kids, you know, don't have the attention span. They don't have the social graces. You know, back in the day, you know, if I went to the movie through with my parents and I spoke, my parents, hit, you know, beat the shit out of me and I stood real quiet. You can't, you can't be a parent like that nowadays. And, and, you know, I'm just saying is that, you know, kids are going to make noise. And once right. if you're seeing a kid's movie, and I've been to movies, I've, I've been with my daughter to kids' movies where you just have to, you know, just suck it up. Like, look, kids are going to be talking kids are going to be making noise sometimes kids might even be walking around a the theater and you know that's what you get for going to you know a movie before eight o'clock you know for a kids movie you know anytime you know and nowadays the way movie theaters work and i and i hate to say it like this but you know if you give the movie a week or two you know it, you know in about two weeks no one's going to be in the theater <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean i hate to say it you know unless it's like you know, well fucking blockbuster. i mean i mean around like christmas time Depending on, like, for example, the Grinch, that'll still be busy. But yeah. again, like, it's it's not the point of like, wait till, you know, wait till it comes out and then go, excuse me, go whatever. It's the point of, it's a kids movie. 
you know what you're going to get into when you go to a kids movie. Why would you bring? Why would you? Why would you as a couple come to a movie, and whatever? Like that's just incredibly stupid. Yeah. So for me, I just sit there and I'm just like, Ugh. like I just I, for me like that was just that was it, it just kind of gets nerve wracking after a while. It's just like y'all got to understand that these kids movies are going to have you know kids running around, you know, and again like. It is what it is. Yeah, people you know? use a little more common sense before they go to the movies. And now, movie theaters are getting smarter. They have, you know, uh, for example, like I was talking about Bad Moms. For example, there was an example of these these women. They brought their kids to um, Bad Moms. But and by the way, Bad Moms is rated R. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you really maybe shouldn't bring your kids to Bad Moms, but whatever. <laughs> They themselves are bad moms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For bringing kids to an R-rated movie. So, so they brought the they brought their kids. I might have talked about this before, but they brought their kids to this rated R film, and you know they're like, guys, sorry, we have a policy in place that says you know kids under, and they threw a fit about it. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, you know they were able to, you know, figure it out eventually and do it something another day. But it was like, ladies, you have to. It's your fault not understanding the rules you need to understand the rules it's written on everything single thing every single website doesn't matter which company it is cinemark regal amc they're all all these policies are written on every single online ticketing site and facebook and if they have a twitter for everyone the twitter you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of like at the end of the day you kind of go what do you want me to say to you like the policy is clearly in place you know about the policy. You could always call and make sure, you know, what the policy is. You didn't do that, so it's on you. Yeah. And especially if it's a couple of moms. I mean, they could have pooled their money together and gotten a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. You know. So Or have one of the moms, you know, be the designated, the, their version of the designated driver. Like, look, you're not going to go to the movies, but you're going to babysit these little brats. And next time, someone else will babysit the brats. And then, <laughs> you know, moms, or in this situation, moms need to have, like, their version of designated driver, but, like, designated babysitter or, <laughs> or something like that. Um, right. And, and that's the thing. Like, you can... You know, there are like they encourage us to kind of um not encourage us, but they they pretty much say to us, you know, people can call and set up group groups and group pricing and they can come on a day, you know, and possibly we can even set up a different show if need be to accommodate people. We accommodate people that are deaf. I don't see why we can't accommodate people that you know, want to see rated R film and bring their kids. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. The reason why that policy was put in place was too many people, these too many of these parents were being, excuse me for saying this, really fucking irresponsible and bringing their kids to rated R films. You shouldn't be doing that. You should not be bringing your two year old to a horror film. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you're gonna if you're gonna put a couple bucks to to go out for the night, put a couple side a couple bucks and get a babysitter. And exactly. then again, I can't talk shit because I've. <laughs> I don't think. Well, you know, but I'll I'll leave that story alone. Um, yep, right. yep, yes, you will. <laughs> all right. So in current news, uh, we had our midterm elections, and uh, the Democrats uh, 
took Ooh, back I the, want to talk about this actually. We took back the the House of Representatives. Yes, am I, the am Democrats I, did. Yes, the Democrats took back the House. And of we Representatives. we continue to take back the House of Representatives. It seems like every House seat that's that's out right now, uh-huh. pretty much as they're doing recounts on them, Democrats are winning. Uh, we're not doing so well in the Florida races or the governor race in Atlanta, but um, it was it was according to some people a blue wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how Trump kind of like just pushed it off like no, it's not. It was Republicans too. I don't think it was a. I, I actually don't think it was a, a Republican or a Democratic wave. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of an independent wave because um, if you noticed, if you look at the election results. Uh, the the Democrats were slightly higher than the Republican turnout, but they both had such a good had a, a almost even turn turnout. So when you take a look at that, and then you see how many independents voted, it was independents that voted all these Democrats back into office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would ha- I would call this more of an independent wave. Um, also, I, I feel like they were kind of sending two messages. Number one. We kind of like the policies. We kind of like some of the policies that Trump has put into place, um, more so that the economy is doing so well and the unemployment rate's down that we're kind of just like, okay, let's see how this is going. We'll still let you have the Senate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we don't. But and you're speaking. For, it, you're speaking for other people. You're not saying that for yourself. No, no, no. I'm not saying that for myself. Okay. I, I just, was, I just the way I you phrase it. I just want to make sure that. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm speaking like an independent. This is what I'm thinking is. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I, I'm not an independent. I'm actually a Democrat. But this is what I was kind of. I was thinking about this, and I kind of thought in the back of my mind, okay, this is what I think is going on. Um, and on the flip side of that, the reason the Democrats got the House, and I think this is why I think the independents were such a huge help in that is because everybody's starting to get so sick and tired of how Trump is talking and the things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And people are thinking he's taking way too far. And the house is the place where they can actually stop him from doing a lot of this shit. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think they put the Democrats in power. Um, I laugh at people sitting there going, they, there was a poll out the other day that said three and five people don't want Nancy Pelosi to be the Speaker of the House. My question to that is: is who else are you going to put in place? Mm. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, who are you going to put in their place? And then when you ask people, they're like, uh, and I'm like, exactly. I'm like, for now, put Nancy Pelosi in her in in place as Speaker of the House. What you do is you do the same thing they do in football, baseball, in sports in general. They have somebody that grooms the person that's coming up. And then you can put that person in their place eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't hard. This isn't hard at all. It's, we're not saying that Nancy Pelosi has to be Speaker of the House the whole time. She can be the Speaker of the House for, like, one or two years and then, you know, step down and somebody else, a brand new face, could take over. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anybody right now, you might as well have somebody with experience do it. Mm-hmm. Let's, not, let's not fuck this up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Let's not fuck this up. And I think they so, said this as for midterm elections was the most turnout in the history of the fucking United States yes. when it came to, to midterm elections. And uh, I, this, was, this was better than the last presidential election. Yeah. And I think it's sort of, you know, especially when it's the House of Representatives, the, the numbers that actually, uh, you know, more represent 
Americans as a whole, as opposed to the fucking, you know, electoral college or for their, for that matter, the Senate where every state gets two representatives, you know, uh, that, you know, it's showing that people are getting tired of fucking Trump's bullshit. You oh, know, yeah. And, and, you know, and of course, unfortunately, you know, it, it, you know, it, I would have loved to have seen them get the Senate also. But I mean, now, it's it's a it's a step in the right fucking direction. Oh, no, it is. It is. And, and I do want to make this very clear. Like, you know, we're looking at a, a situation where in 2020 we can potentially take back everything. Mm-hmm. But what has to happen is, is we got to stop this this little fucking bickering that's going on and just, you know, do what we need to do and just make things happen, you know? Like, we shouldn't, like, we need to, like, you know, we need to not, like, have, like, 50 candidates go out for president. Mm. We need to pick somebody quick, and we need to get behind them, and we need to do this the right way. I don't think that's going to happen. I keep seeing, like, there's, like, three or four people at least that are trying, that have said that they're going to run on the Democratic ticket, and I'm just like... What the fuck? Yeah, then, and there's, you know, and there's well, people there's, burnt there's out a, from Hillary. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's and, just and, and, that's just me observing. You know, that's not. And by my, the way, I hate how I I don't know who keeps trying to stir up this Hillary's going to go back out for president thing. But I'll tell you right now, as somebody that thought that Hillary should have won, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and play a game where Hillary should be in the office. Okay. Yes, she should have been president last time. All of you fucked up. That's your fault. Okay, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You fucked up. Mm-hmm. Here's the point. She actually, she is one of the reasons why so many women won a lot of races, including that Senate seat that the Democrats weren't supposed to win in Arizona, mm-hmm. that after the recount they won. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's really fucking good for our party, dude. Like, yeah, they were winning, they're winning the Senate, but that's one less seat that they don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And... That goes to show you, man, that people are just, they're not, they're not like dealing with people's shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just, it, it's just really good. So I'm, I'm happy with where things are going. I, I, I think that we're doing pretty well. Stop saying that Hillary's going to run for president. Um, honestly, I just, I just hope that we can get around one candidate. I personally hope it's Joe Biden. Because I think that would just not only not only do I think that he would make a good president, but I also think that he could go up against Trump. And I just want to watch that. I just want to watch them like just go at it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would just I, I just think he would destroy Trump. It's not even funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just kind of hope that we, you know, we get to we get some kind of candidate. I don't want it to be yeah, Bernie someone, Sanders. Yeah, someone we could all get behind. I don't want Bernie Sanders. He's doing way too much. Like he's going after Walmart this time. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I understand. I understand where we're at with stuff. I get it. Like you don't want, um, you don't want certain things to happen. I get it. But at the same time, like you can't sit here and play games like you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, Bernie has the best intentions. <laughs> you know, he's good in concept. I'm probably not the best in, in in execution, but you know, I you know, I know why he's doing it. I make sense on why he's doing it, but you know, I I, I agree with you there. Um, okay, uh, moving on. New rule: If you live in a place that gets hurricanes 
or wildfires or other fucking natural disasters on a daily fucking base on a on a yearly fucking basis <laughs> fucking move you know and don't be wrong <laughs> i feel bad when you say you know oh this, you know people are dying in the wildfires and we're isn't this the same place that got wildfires last year? Isn't it the same place that had wildfires two years after that? These are the same. It reminds me of the same fucking people who, who you know, who live like you know in Tornado Alley. In, in, yeah, Tornado. Yeah, Tornado. Now, now I, I'm not move the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Why is it every year oh, mudslides and 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 there's, there's listen. You know, it's mudslides and fires at the same time, and it's like that's God telling you don't live there anymore. Listen, I'm not. I am. I'm not like you, Chris. Like in that regard, where I'm like. <laughs> Okay, fucking move out of the way, or you're just dumb or something. But I am of the, of the of the feeling that, hey, you need to kind of like understand that you're screwing yourself. Like it's not that you're screwing yourself, but if you live in Florida and you, you're continuously getting worse and worse hurricanes, yeah, that's that is kind of on you. Like that's kind of on you that something happened. It's the same reason um, people don't live in the fucking desert. Like, people who don't, like, the, the fucking, you know, Death of Alley or the deepest fucking parts of, like, Arizona and shit like that. Like, you know, people don't live there. Or Nevada. Okay, yeah, and, and Nevada, okay, in the center, whatever, you have, okay, you have Las Vegas, which, which you know, is spreading from the inside out. But, you know, you go you go miles in a certain direction, there's empty, empty desert. And why? Because it's not hospitable. The fucking, it's not a place for people to live. And you know what? We have to start considering places like where the fucking wildfires are and the places that the hurricanes are. These are not places where nature is fucking healthy. Yes, people were lucky enough that they put, you know, but, you know, they, they would put houses there and for years were probably good. But you know what? Fucking climate change is a real fucking thing and we got to get the fuck out of there. Stop, or, or, or you know, I mean, like once again, I don't want to sound cold and callous that people have died, but it's sort of like you know, you know, part of the you know, there's what is that? An ounce of prevention equals a pound of fucking cure. And I don't want to say you know, people deserve to fucking die, but stop living in places where fucking fires affect your your home every year. Stop living in places where hurricanes affect your house every fucking year. I, you know, look, I live in the city and people don't like living in a city. They don't like minorities. They don't want to fucking let's just be fucking real here. They don't want to live on top of each other the way we do here in the city. But you know what? You know, I, you know, I, I, I'll take my chances with my fellow human beings as opposed to fucking mother nature. Because, you know, with human Listen. beings, I may have a fucking I, you know, I may have an out. <laughs> you know, human beings, I may be able to talk myself out of a fucking mugging or something like that. You know, OK, just my car got broken into if that was the case, you know. These people, Mother Nature is ripping your fucking house down. It's part of the fucking the, the environment. Our, our the government the, the 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 environment is changing. The globe the global environment is slowly changing. And until we get that shit back on track, stop living in places where <laughs> Mother Nature rips your fucking house down every year. I'm sorry, the I just had to get that out of Chris Cologne. <laughs> the opinions of Chris Cologne do not necessarily uh, reflect the. But okay, so here's my thing. Here's my take on it. So listen. I actually was going to put something up like, God, I not, it was recently I was going to put this up like, God, I, 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 I am, I am so glad that I live in Rochester. I will deal with the snow last night. Maybe not so much, but <laughs> I will deal yeah. with the snow rather than deal with a fucking fire with snow with, with cold weather, dude, I can take layers off if it, if I get really warm, you know what I mean? Like I could take layers off, um, and I can just go into a warm house and be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, with with heat, you can't do that shit. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. with the fire coming at you, you can't get all your shit out. You're just gonna be you're you're up shit's creek, literally. What's the thing? I have friends and family who I'm you know I'm friends with on Facebook and or you know and and people I love, people I care about, and like you know and it's like literally like a guy who's like a friend of mine shared something the other day and it's like it's like 83 degrees where he lives and they're saying like it's the coldest it's been since like april or something like that you know but it, you know it's 83 degrees in fucking november that's not that's not natural that's not healthy there's something fucking wrong with that you shouldn't live there that's mother nature telling you get the fuck out of that area you know that's true. I, i'm just saying it's it's nature's it's it's a you you can't fuck with mother nature you're always going to fucking lose and until we get our shit in order um you know i don't i don't think well l- l- let me let me backtrack a little bit i don't think that it has anything to do with mother, mother nature so to speak i think it has to do with the fact that um you know i mean i i guess it does have to do something with the mother nature cuz i mean part of the reason california is the way it is is because it has so many droughts that you know when you could you could fart the wrong way and it would start a fire sometimes <laughs> i think i mean that that's that that's not meant to sound fucked up that's being serious now is it is it the way that like trump portrays it where it's like hey your your fire is um caused because you can't manage your force no like how like what are you supposed to do spray water every every day on the forest yeah people you like, can't what are you afford supposed to, to do you can't afford to no. maintain that kind of no, property and no shit. And, and and no that shouldn't happen what i'm saying is is we have to kind of and and do keep in do keep in keep in mind too that on top of this on top of this what could happen is is we're going to California California is pretty much like in Los Angeles for example um that's supposed to where the 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 fault line is that's supposed to fall in the water at some point yeah. you know <laughs> according to scientists so i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like you know you talk about like stupid americans it's like you know at some point at any minute that there could be a huge earthquake and half of california's gone yeah we're all, we're all waiting for that no, yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't think it'll i don't think it'll, it'll be the like, arizona coast <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it, it won't be like i i guess like falling into the waters is not what i mean i mean like it's going to be like its own island at some point you know what i mean so yeah. then you're going to have to build a, a bridge blah 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 yakety schmackety you know what i'm saying like it, it's you have to kind of put yourself in a position to say, listen, why am I putting myself in this situation? Here in New York State, where I live in Rochester, it snows. I know it's going to snow. Do I live in Buffalo where I'm going to get – I could possibly get pounded with 20 to 30 inches in one day at several times a year? No. But I know that sometimes, like last night, I'm going to get six inches of snow. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to go through it with my car somehow and get home, which I did. And it's the first time you had six inches. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry. I, got, I, had, I had to let that one. Speaking go. of gay, I, I um, couldn't let that one go. Go on. I'm sorry. That's what she said. Um, so you know, it's I would rather deal with the snow than deal with all that other crap. You know. Yeah, as I'm saying, in the snow, okay, you got asshole drivers, and yeah, you got to shovel and shit like that. But I'd rather deal with asshole drivers than you know my house getting fucking burnt down. Or, dude, I can. Dude, I have the drivers are so much better in the snow, honestly, because 
Then they turn into these little pussies and they actually drive the right way. Yeah. They're like, oh, let me drive 20 miles an hour because I don't know how to drive. <laughs> Dude, like, I have my own set, like, rules. Like, if if the road's clear enough and my and I can stick to that floor, I'll, I'll, I'll hit 40. Mm-hmm. But if I can't, if I, if it's all white between 20 and 30, I ain't fucking going past that. My car's not going, my car is not built to go like 50 miles an hour in the snow. I am sorry, but you can just stay behind me if you well, have I was a problem. Or at the very least, stay to the fucking right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go slow. Yeah. Stay slow on the fucking right. So the people, you know, I mean, it, it does, you do, you, your asshole does clinch up when a fucking guy's passing you on the left doing 75 when it's fucking, you know, six inches of snow. Cause I've had, well, that. I hate the plow drivers. I hate the fucking plow drivers that are going like 50, 60 miles an hour by you. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Maybe your truck is built to be in the snow, but it is not built to go like 70 miles an hour in that snow. I guarantee you the minute that you put your brakes on, you start sliding. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, it's just like. And you fucking scaring the shit out of me, because you know, like, yeah, I'm not driving a 20 ton fucking tank, you know, say, you know, exactly, you know, fucking making my asshole slam shut. Because you know, I'll, <laughs> I, I jump on the highway. You know, saying I'm not scared of being on the highway when it's snowing. Oh, you know what's but... you know what's really funny? Last night, one of my employees, and here here's the this is what kills me, Chris. Like mm-hmm. our generation, because I, I consider you part of the, uh, my generation too. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this, at least, we were taught to get a car. Um. That way you can get a job and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Now that there's fucking Uber and Lyft and shit, mm-hmm. these kids don't even get a car. I have two employees. Mm-hmm. One of them I, I actually drive home because he's on my way now. Um, um, he, he, the other one was like, oh, yeah, it's taking the, my Uber like 16 minutes to get here. Like no, nobody fucking wants to be out in the snow doing Uber or Lyft. They're like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck uh, that shit. Like, no, nobody wants to be out that late. But that's that's the kind of like generation now we're getting is these people are like, oh, I don't need a car. I'll just do Lyft. Yeah. Or I mean, or if you're going to get a car, like if you've noticed, like used car sales are skyrocketing right now mm-hmm. because, dude, you can't even get it. I used to be able to get a van. used to be able to get a van be- for between twenty to thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now they're like over forty. Yeah. Like because the they're, they're built like fucking spaceships, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, oh, they're built, they're they're that, built that, with all these safety standards, mm-hmm. and then they pass the fucking buck on to us, and it's just like, dude, like I'm not paying twenty dollars, I'm not paying forty thousand dollars for your new fucking van. That's like paying a mortgage payment. That's like, that's like a paycheck for a normal middle class person. A normal middle class person is making between forty to sixty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and that's good for middle class. Mm-hmm. but you know what i'm saying like so so you're gonna spend like pretty much 75 percent of your check on a goddamn car fuck no yeah fuck no but it's like but they have all these bells and whistles like you know bluetooth stereo and rear view backup camera how about wait, turning your head wait 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 wait, wait, wait. bluetooth that connects to my phone so it goes through my stereo fuck i need that shit <laughs> i need that shit I'm saying, i need that shit. <laughs> i mean yeah I, I i look you know i get the you know one you get you buy stereo for fucking you can you, you get a stereo now for like a hundred bucks that does the exact same yeah, but thing. you can't you can't like if you get a new car for example mm-hmm. you can't like and that, that's another thing too like you know you, you i used to like when i got my used cars mm-hmm. i used to go to best buy and put a better radio in because 
a lot of the radios that were in these older cars were shit. You know that. Yeah, they'll, they'll come with the factory radio and shit like that. Now, you can't even take your fucking radio out, because if you do, it'll compromise your goddamn car. Yeah, because it has a fucking GPS built in. Exactly. And, all shit. and it's like, but the thing that gets me is like, and the review backup camera, how about turning your fucking head like a human being? Learn how, <laughs> learn how to drive. You know, these people get, I mean, you know, once again, I sound like the old man get off my fucking lawn, you know, and okay, okay, yeah, I haven't had a car in a little less than a year, but, you know, it's one of those deals. Learn, the, these people are getting spoiled, like review cameras. What are you going to do if that camera doesn't work? What if something happens and that camera doesn't work? You need to learn how to drive your fucking car without having to rely on technology. You know what I'm saying? We don't yeah. need, and you don't need that. You don't need a screen in your car telling you how to back up into your yeah. fucking car. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So... Learn to park that shit. Um, oh, okay, so I think with uh, I, I wanted to mention. I don't think I don't think we need to have a commercial at this point. We can just kind of do what we need to do and finish the show. Honestly. Oh, okay. I mean, you can't click in. Clicking bullshit now, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, okay. So you know, I, I just wanted to mention earlier from another uh, from another episode. I mean, from earlier in the episode, uh, I guess all of a sudden after the midterm elections, the caravan has stopped. You know, <laughs> the the people. Oh, Obama! Obama her. said that shit. Did you see that? Like Obama was like, Obama was like, yeah, like watch. I guarantee you, the minute that this election's over, they won't be talking about it. Yeah. And are they talking about it? Nope. Yeah. Is the news talking about it? Nope. Yeah. There's no so, more. There's no more caravan. You know. No. Pollute our. Yeah, because because uh, cartel members often join large groups of fucking you know, uh, you know, people that are looking for a better life. Yeah, there, there's cartel cartel members and gang members like yeah we're gonna sneak in with these fucking people yeah because that's what gang members do yeah they, they they're pretend not to be for, they pretend they're to not be looking refugees. for that shit now <laughs> they're they're not looking for yeah. terrorists in in groups anymore no no of course not yeah yeah all right um so I mean yeah I mean yo know, here's another thing too I think we should talk about I'm sure you, I don't know if you have this in your notes but um CNN got thrown out of the White House not oh. really yeah that and now the whole thing is now. I haven't seen the doctored footage because I oh, remember the, the day it happened, people it was all over social media, and I watched the video, and I don't think the guy was out of place trying to take you know the the guy the the, the president doesn't ha- don't get me wrong, you know and and you know I'm not traveling I'm not giving Trump any fucking the the president doesn't have to answer any question if you're gonna stand there and keep continue asking the, the president questions he doesn't have to answer it he can go on move on to the next person but that shows you how threatened he felt from a fucking oh, yeah. reporter you're the president of the United States you're supposed to stand up to fucking this is you know you're supposed to stand up to world leaders here's a guy who in theory in theory is supposed to stand up to Kim Jong Un and to Vladimir Putin and and other fucking you know dictators in this fucking planet here's a guy and he's getting rattled by a fucking CNN reporter, you know, saying where, yeah. they, where you know, they have to send somebody to try to snatch the microphone out of his hand. Yep. You know, yep. ignore him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, yeah, it looks kind of childish or whatever. But, you know, saying if you can't if you're shaken by a fucking CNN reporter, what are you going to do when there's people, you know, Kim Jong-un, who's had members of his family murdered? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying what are you going to do when you're facing a guy like that? You know, it just shows what a fucking pussy he is. And then for he them, is a pussy. Yeah. yeah. For them to like, you know. Uh, you know, from what I understand, it was doctored footage afterwards trying to make the guy look a lot worse than what he did. And it's like, you know, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, grow a fucking pair of balls. Stop being a whiny little fucking bitch. He's a big fucking tough guy, but when he's confronted, all of a sudden he turns into a little fucking bitch. And, and This was the first time a president's ever tried to take, a pa- take like, somebody out of their White House press-wise. And he lost. He lost today. He lost 
And, you know, Jim Acosta, who was the reporter that was thrown out. Mm-hmm. And don't, okay, and let's keep this in perspective. Did all of CNN's reporters get thrown out? No. Mm-hmm. But what the problem was is Jim Acosta is the, is the guy that's in charge of all that. Mm-hmm. So for him to get thrown out was really stupid. And here, here's the kicker. Here's what I want to really talk about. Fox News put mm-hmm. in a, uh, what was it called? It was like a friendship brief or something where um, they were one of the news organizations that said, yeah, no, you shouldn't be throwing out a port reporters. Do you want to know why they did that? Why it's that? simple. It's simple. If let's say Trump was allowed to get away with this and he may still get away with it because they may still try to take this, you know, further through the court system. We'll see. But here's what happens. Let's say that uh, Trump uh, Trump wins this mm-hmm. and he's not allowed to have and he can t- kick out whatever he wants. Number one, he'll probably kick out more people. Mm-hmm. But number two, when a Democratic president takes control eventually, mm-hmm. They're going to throw out Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to throw out Fox News in a heartbeat. Why are you they'll, – they'll ask you, why are you being racist? Why are you being a bigot? Throw them out. Yeah. Their whole team. No, no, no. Not just one. All the whole team. Yeah. I guarantee you I will put money on it that they will, they will revoke Fox News' credentials and they won't be able to do a damn thing about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like they're not stupid. Fox News isn't stupid. Yeah, they were that same day that they filed that brief. Their their reporters earlier in their day were were criticizing Jim Acosta because they're fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. But they're not stupid. Yeah. They're not stupid. Fox News knows. They know what's going to happen. Yeah. If Jim Acosta got through, gets permanently thrown out, which he's not, he's got his press pass back now. Yeah, it sets a bad precedent if they start. Yeah. You know, especially for guy like he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't curse. He didn't. He didn't say did anything exact, out of out of you know. He did like, the exact same thing that any reporter that's in the White House has done over the years. Yeah, exactly. The he same. didn't back down. That's all. He. That's all. You know. Okay. And and yeah. you know. And that's the the press. That's what the press is supposed to. Do. The press is supposed to ask the tough fucking questions. You know, saying that's you know. Yeah. You know, had this. You know. The shoe been on the other foot, and and you know, had this been Barack Obama, Barack Obama would have fucking put that guy in his place. You know, what I'm saying like if he felt, you know, threatened or whatever, you know, he would have made a maybe made a funny comment, de-escalated the situation. But you know, for Trump to be like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna look at you and like physically turn his body like a fucking child, it's you know, it just shows you that he can't handle. He he doesn't work it under pressure. He's all fucking talk. And when the time comes to fucking stand up to somebody, you know, he, he turns a little whiny bitch and fucking, you know, you know, physically turns away from the person like that's going to think, you know, like I'm going to ignore you. So maybe you'll go away, you know, kind of bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah and it's just completely stupid, honestly. So. All right. So as for what I have for the rest of my notes, I think I am going to say we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. 
No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll popping up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, Paul. So. Uh, let's let's get off all the heavy duty stuff. Let's talk about some nerdy stuff. Um, and I'm, this is something that was just announced right before the episode um, on Supergirl. Now, right now, I believe I, it, I haven't been following these shows. I'm, I I like Supergirl. I like Flash. And actually, I've, I've been trying to watch Flash. I just I, I for some reason I'm usually working <laughs> when the Flash is on. Especially recently. I mean, up until recently with my job, I was always working on the nights that they give the Flash. But you know, I've been I've been pa- catching the past couple of episodes and they've been good. Uh, but uh, they had the recent crossover where it was, uh, you know, the, they had the Flash. They had the John Wesley ship, uh, you know, coming back as the you know the '90s Flash because they had you know cro- they were crossover crossing over universes. Uh, they had Superman in the black outfit. Um, so along with that. Or recently, they they just this this afternoon they announced John Cryer is going to be in Supergirl as Lex Luthor. Now I think in the past he's played a relative of Lex Luthor. I think on Smallville, probably. And and so like the joke is that you know he he played a Luthor member before. Um, I think it's interesting casting because you know I would have liked to you know the there were people saying that. Um, Michael Rosenbaum, the guy who played Lex Luthor in, in, in the Smallville series, he wanted to come to the CW shows as as Lex Luthor. Um, as awesome as that would have been, you know, to have that world kind of cross over with the, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, getting involved with the, with, the, with the Smallville universe. And I don't think they want to, you know, I don't think they want to have that kind of crossover or i mean you know they could have had him maybe he could have had lex luther you know and when they had the episodes of crossover where he is lex luther um i don't exactly hate the idea of john crier being you know you know john crier's always played sort of like wimpy kind of characters so mm-hmm. i mean who knows maybe this is his fucking opportunity to fucking you know turn into a scumbag i i'm definitely uh, interested in that um so once again i'm i don't know how to feel about it cuz i don't hate the idea and uh you know i'm like okay i'll give it a shot i'm all you know i'm all for i'm all for it um uh let me see um i've noticed i've been i've been all over facebook when it comes to stuff like this i'm a big fan of the fallout video games i I, you know i loved fallout 3 um i actually think it's even better than the playstation 4's fallout 4 um i i've i've started fallout new vegas which was Fallout, the Fallout games, but done by a different company. So some people hate it, some people love it. Um, but right now, I guess it's in beta or it just came out. 
Fallout 76, where they took these games and they made them sort of like a, a MMORPG, like, you know, massive multiplayer online game. And I haven't seen one positive video about it yet on on, on social media. You know, uh, Fallout, these games are, are role-playing games. Um, they're super dense. They're, you know... I'm still playing Fallout 4, and I've had Fallout 4 for about two, three years. Now, of course, now with me having my Wi-Fi back, um, I've been playing it again because there was DLC that I bought a long time ago, and I'm finally getting, I'm finally getting to play the DLC. But with that being said, you know, and a game like Fallout keeps track of the hour. You know, I've I've invested well over a hundred hours into Fallout 4. It is a fun fucking game. Um, I mean, yeah, if you look at it, yeah, it's kind of the same shit over and over and over again. But they make, they, they take the characters, they give you backstory, they give you interesting characters to deal with. And then what do they do? They take this game and go, hey, let's make it a massive multi-on-player role, online role-playing game. Where now you're playing with other people. Well, other people aren't fucking interesting. Other people are fucking boring. It's a bunch of fucking, you know, it's this, you know, a bunch of twelve-year-olds from Missouri, and uh, so you know, it, it, you know, they took one of the things about it, the story mode, and so you know, let's take this this great game and take away the story with part of the games that make it fun or make it interesting or, or makes even missions that would and otherwise be repetitive it makes them interesting by giving them interesting characters interesting story so i am not you know it's funny last episode we we're talking about red dead revolver and of course you know spider-man for for playstation 4 you know these are fun fucking games that i'm looking forward to playing once you know once my paycheck <laughs> once my paychecks get a little bigger um but i have no fucking interest in playing fallout 76 which kills me because i've liked three other fallout games and i could give two shits about uh fallout 76 coming out um Speaking of Red Red Revolver, I think it's pretty funny. You got you got to love South Park, man. They they are so like on top of things that like the past two episodes, they've had Red Dead Revolver in the episode. Like they're talking about stuff that happens in the game on the fucking episodes of South Park, and it just blows my mind that you know they're so current and they're so you know they they crank these episodes out so quickly that you know they can have. You know, and it's and it's stuff like integral to the fucking storyline. So it's kind of funny that uh, you know they're they're even South Park has they've they've caught uh, Red Dead Revolver um, fever um, on Netflix. And one of the good things about my job is I get to sit home all day <laughs> and watch Netflix and Hulu while I'm working. But you know, it's, it's sort of you know I could divide my attention. You know, a lot of people watch Netflix and and Hulu and oh, just in TV in general, sort of like background noise. Um, I caught the first episode of the new She-Ra cartoon. Not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, people were giving it shit. Like, oh, you know, because I think, you know, for a lot of guys out there, the the showrunner is a very out-of-the-closet lesbian. And, and a lot of guys, they don't like because they're saying that she looks like a tomboy and she looks like a lesbian. And I think they're probably, you know, they may even like make, you know, I think like the rumors are people are worried that they're going to make She-Ra into a lesbian. And, and, you know, it's one of those deals where like, who gives a shit? You know, maybe it's because, you know, I mean, we got all bent out of shape like Teen Titans. I mean, you know, Teen Titans Go and Thundercats Roar. And and maybe because I'm not as emotionally invested in She-Ra as like I would and thundercats or whatever and teen titans but um you know i I mean i enjoyed she i remember when the she-ra came out there was a movie there was like a a literal movie that was put in the theaters i remember going to see he-man and she-ra the movie you know um and i saw the first episode and i don't think you know i don't think they dumbed it down the same way they did with like a thundercats go where like it's it you know do they look a little more cartoony yes 
but it's not like it, it's not like they're trying to purposefully uh you know like appeal to fucking five-year-olds the, the show you can tell that show is going to get a little dark um it's going to deal with obviously once again with the showrunner being who she is yes it's going to have issues that may challenge you know it's not going to be the run-of-the-mill cartoon where everything's hunky-dory they may start challenging you know, stuff about identity sexual identity and gender and all this other stuff and of course you know it is a show originally to be you know a girl power show where you know he-man was such a big thing they said okay let's you know, let's let's tap into that audience and get females to watch it. So let's you know have a She-Ra cartoon that sort of you know feeds off the energy of the of the He-Man cartoon. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I got no problem with it. You know, there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people who still feel oh, I'm not going to watch it. It looks stupid. I saw the first episode and I was you know I'm looking forward to watching more. You know, I what I do is like on Netflix and Hulu. I've been watching a lot of shows, but I've been purposely like I'll watch one episode a day. Like I'm not binging shows. You know what I'm saying? I guess, or, or, you know, I'm binging them in a different way where, you know, I, I'm not watching them in a row. Because that's, that comes sometimes, sometimes you'll burn out on a show. You watch 50 episodes in a row, you're like, oh, I don't want to see this shit anymore. So, you know, I'll watch you today, I'll watch it tomorrow, I'll watch it, you know, three days from now. You know, I'll spread it out and, you know, you get a chance to kind of like, you know, you watch she and then you go watch some other dumb thing. You watch, you know, you know, and then you watch South Park and then you watch Archer and you watch, you know, Broad City and Workaholics and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, you kind of spread out the shows, you know, or Orange is the New Black. You know, then when you come back to a new show, you kind of, you know, you appreciate it a little more as opposed to like binging it. Because when you binge it, you get fucking sick and tired of it. Um... Uh, there's have you have you seen the show on cart uh it's on cartoon no oh not cartoon well well it's on adult swim Brad Neely's Narcolin Scorpio Pepio <laughs> I, I caught on Hulu and it's, no oh my god and it's it's done by Titmouse and uh and oh my god it is it's the most fucking non sequitur it's it's a but don't get me wrong, you know, on the same, you know, Adult Swim that gives us fucking, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Robot Chicken, it it fits in perfectly. But, oh my, I've been, I've heard of it, I'm like, this is the stupidest name, you know, Brad Neely's Narg, Holland, Scarpio, Pepio, whatever the fuck it's called. It's one of those shows, it is incredibly stupid, yet for some reason it cracks me up. Um, Alright, moving on. Uh, the trailer for... Is it Detective Pikachu? Is that what they're calling it? Detective? Yes. Is it because because I I mean like I was never and you know I was never a Pokemon person. Pokemon I remember Pokemon came out I want to say ninety three ninety four because I was still in high school when it came out. So I was never a big fan. You know I remember it like when it first came out the first time I even heard of Pokemon was in like there was an episode with Pikachu flashing. And all these kids that had, like, epilepsy in Japan were having fucking seizures because at that particular episode, like, you know, it was flashing so fast that it was triggering fucking epilepsy in all these kids. You know, and I remember hearing that story, like, in high school. So uh, when the cartoon came out, I kind of missed that generation. I mean, I'm familiar with Pokemon. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I've watched some of the cartoons. There was a point where I even had, like, the original 150 Pokemon poster for some reason. And the only reason I got it was because, like, I... I was at like a, a street fair and I won. it was like, like I won a prize and like, that was one of the prizes. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the fucking Pokemon poster. Um, but is it me? Does this movie look good? It looks good. 
like it's so weird it does look good it does look really good you know i mean obviously you know the hook is that you know ryan reynolds is doing the voice of pikachu um and the joke that i guess they put in the movies in the movie that you see a bunch of times in the commercial is that the kid is the only person who hears pikachu saying real words when everyone else just hears him saying pika pika because you know in the pokemon you know characters just say their names over and over and over again um i mean obviously this is it's not going to be citizen kane it's not going to be you know et or jaws or something like that i mean this is going to be a goofy movie but i kind of want to see it like you know it's funny like usually i'm shitting on movies and stuff like that like it doesn't look half bad i I kind of i don't know if i'm gonna go run out see it opening weekend (laughs) and then complain about kids talking in theater but um you will (laughs) you know um oh oh there's a speaking of that there's a there's a meme going around where it's um if you remember there's a scene and i think it's the first deadpool where they're like oh we can uh we can take care of your uh your body and then it shows it shows him as uh detective pikachu and he's just like perfect <laughs> yeah yeah the one I, yeah and then it's um it's it's one of the scenes from x-men where it's like professor x saying like we could take your brain and put it in a new body <laughs> and then like some someone on the internet years ago years ago did pikachu in deadpool leather so it's sort of like you know you know one movie you know deadpool plus detective pikachu equals you know it was one of those things that just goes around on internet. It is. Where I'm going to be honest with you. It. it is the the trailer looked really. It made the movie look really good. But what it was also awesome was like, anytime that he talks uh-huh. to a different person other than the kid, mm-hmm. he has the same voice as what he has in the series. So it's kind of yeah. awesome. And like, you know, like, and once again, I don't follow these movies. I never saw the one with Mewtwo. You know, I know that was a big deal back in the day. Um, but like the. The, for a live action movie, they're doing the Pokemon justice. Like they they look good. Yeah, like, you know the Jigglypuff looks good. The 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 Charizard or whatever, or Char Lizard or whatever the fuck it's called. Char Lizard, <laughs> Charmander, right? the Char is it Charizard? Char, and I mean, I'm I'm a little familiar with. I'm not super familiar with, but like, you know. And then like, there's a whole scene with that mime Pokemon. Like it looks. Like the the CG, you know, I thought when they did this movie it was gonna be an absolute shit show, and there are some people who probably still feel that way, but it doesn't look bad. Like, like I'm no, I, I'm interested in going to see it when it comes out. Um, all right, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, there's rumors again surfacing again. Dan Aykroyd has said that there 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 are plans for a, a, another Ghostbusters sequel. As in uh, the Ghostbusters, a sequel to the Dan Aykroyd uh, Ghostbusters, uh, with with Bill Murray on board. I don't, you know, Dan Aykroyd. This has been sort of like in contention for years and years and years about whether they were going to do another Ghostbusters or not. Um, but they said right now, you know, there 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 absolutely is no intention whatsoever of there being a sequel to the to the Paul Feig, you know, Kristen Wiig, and and and. Uh, you know, now I, one of the things I've been watching on Netflix, uh, on Netflix, there's the Joel McHale show. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know if Paul Feig, he must be like a producer of the show because he's like on every episode. And Paul Feig is an unfunny fucking person. He is not fucking funny at all. 
he did a show on Yahoo years ago called like Outer Space or some shit like that. That was kind of cute. That was kind of funny. And okay, yeah, he did Bridesmaids, but that was more of like a Kristen Wiig movie than more than anything else and Melissa McCarthy movie. You know, uh, Paul Feig is not a funny guy. And 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 the more I see him, the more I get irritated with him. And 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 yeah, I liked Bridesmaids. I never saw Spy. I think he did like one other movie since then. I did not like the new Ghostbusters, you know, and I'm not like I'm sitting here like, oh, I hate women and this and this and that. I didn't like it. So I don't think, you know, I don't think Paul Feig's a funny person. And I, I, you know, I'm not looking forward to if they were to do a new sequel to the Ghostbusters. Um, I would be curious, obviously, you know, I I like the original Ghostbusters. I even like the Ghostbusters too. I saw that. I saw Ghostbusters too in the theaters. Um, But uh, I don't know, like, it's one of those deals where, like, yeah, I would like to see it happen, but, you know, I, it's, it's, I don't know, it could be Derek or just talking another shit. I mean, the guy did a lot of drugs in the 80s, <laughs> 70s and 80s, so maybe, maybe he's just yeah. burnt out. Um, once again, watching, watching a lot of Netflix, you know, it's funny, like, I was doing, like, I was doing the math, and I'm like, okay, like, it's different because I'm, I'm working from home, so I'm watching a lot of, I'm watching a lot of shows on Netflix, but it's like, you know, if you think the average person probably watches maybe four hours of TV today, they say, I think they said the average person is like four to eight hours. And it's like, if you think about it, because it is weird when you watch Netflix and it's funny, like Netflix is really pushing a lot of their original content. It's funny, like, like if you were to go and and I, the funny thing is I was kind of insulted when she came out. Like, it wasn't, like, on my first page. Like, you would think with the algorithm, you think it would, like, oh, this guy likes Shira, you know, or at least, you know, be. I guess I'm not part of the demographic because it didn't show up. I had to, like, search for it to find it. Um, but, you know, I've noticed. But one thing I do, like, every night before I go to sleep, I'll put on, like, a Netflix comedy special. Because it's one of those deals where, like, once it's over, it's over. And it doesn't, like, if you watch a TV show. Netflix will like give you like four or five episodes before it asks you, you know, are you still watching? Yeah. So I put on like what I do is I I've I've made it a habit of mine to watch like all these comedy specials, and it's funny because one you get to discover there's a lot of these com you know, and I'm like a comedy person, like I follow a lot of comedians and stuff like that. I've been seeing a lot of comedy specials for people that I never knew existed. So I got to say like you know props much props and once again i mean obviously for netflix it costs them you know 30 bucks to produce <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know you, you you have a comedian that already has an act obviously you pay them you pay a crew a camera crew and that's it you know i mean the venue probably wants you know the venue's getting its money from the people paying for tickets so it's sort of you know everybody wins like i said the you know these i'm pretty sure these specials cost you know are very inexpensive to make as opposed to a scripted show and you know and it's weird how just like every week there's like new new people but you think like the average person probably watches maybe 20 to 30 hours of tv a week you know so that's not hard for the money that they're fucking making it's not hard for them to i mean of course yeah you got people you know you got five or six people on the same account but um you know i've been digging that with um netflix but uh i guess one of the last things for, for us to talk about is that um coming late 2019 you know, and this is something we we knew we knew was coming, and and I, they finally gave it a name, uh, the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus. And um, you know, wait a minute, kind of... Disney Disney who? <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, it's smart. You know, dude, I'm just I am so. I sick mean, yes, they're trying they're breaking every... people's pockets. <laughs> fucking goddamn network having their own fucking goddamn. 
<laughs> fucking streaming service. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm being uh, devil's advocate. I'm just seeing it from things from their point of view. I mean, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to subscribe to it. Um, and it's and one of the things we did right before this episode came out. Uh, they have announced uh, Young Justice season three, uh, but it's coming to the DC, you know, the DC Universe app. You know, probably will only be on DC Universe, you know, at least exclusively, you know, for you know for the time being, coming out in January. Um, you know, and I, you know, we were all, you know, waiting to a bated breath, waiting for the new Young Justice uh, coming. You know, and now you got now you got Marvel or DC, you know, Disney Marvel. Of uh, uh, you know Star Wars, you know those you know that those three monsters being on the Disney Plus app. Um, now you know they've announced, and it's weird because they've announced, and I, mean, I could be wrong on this. And I, it, there's going to be a Loki Black Widow TV show or a, a limited run TV show, which I think is smart. They're like, okay, look, this is only going to be you know once again I'm just making up a number, you know, an eight episode miniseries for the lack of a better term and it's smart because it has a beginning it has an end you can you but then again like you know what is you know i thought loki died in in infinity you know spoilers i thought loki died in infinity and he died before the snap and i was under the i was under the impression that anyone who died before the snap is dead for real like you know like a loki or heimdall or a couple other people um, so is this going to be like a prequel to Infinity War? Is it going to be, does it take place in the, in the future? Was Loki pulling a trick when he died? You know, Loki has faked his death in the past. So is this, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe when Thanos killed him, maybe it was sort of a, he was putting an illusion up like Loki's known to do. And, you know, but that, and that's all, that's just a weird combination Loki Black Widow show. But then, uh, the rumors are there's also going to be a Bucky Falcon show in the same vein where it's going to be like a limited release once again super smart um you know after infinity war i believe you know once again if rumors are to be rumors are to be believed you know all the original avengers are not going to be there anymore you know the, the thor and captain america and iron man and hulk so if you know if you have a bucky uh winter soul if you have a winter soldier red Fal- i could say red falcon falcon uh you know tv show Maybe it could be a, you know, a fight for who's going to be the next Captain America or, you know, maybe they're working together. But, you know, and, you know, they, they made jokes about that with, you know, in Civil War when they were in the card, when they were in the, you know, uh, oh, not Civil War. Um, which movie was where they're, they're, they're sitting in the same, you know, they're sitting like in the Volkswagen and, you know, like and Falcon won't move the seat up because, you know, Bucky, but, you know, I mean, that one was funny. Like they can have it action. They can have it comedy, uh, you know, and also they both have a connection to captain america so you know it's sort of like maybe them in an unofficial competition on who's going to be the next captain america now that captain america is going away and, and whichever way marvel decides to to to, to kill off or, or retire captain america um so i'm like it's one of those deals where like you know i am interested not that i'm going to throw out a lot of money for the disney plus app um but the last the last one which i can give absolutely no shits about is they're doing a show in relation now i think that they're working on a you had mentioned this before the episode the uh the the last season or 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 a fine or you know a, a continuing season of the clone wars yep uh, on the disney plus app uh, i think the um i want to say the live action 
Star Wars series that's supposed to be yeah, the Mandalorian one. If I'm not yeah, sure. I think by the guy that did uh, Iron Man one and two. Yeah, John Favreau. I think he's supposed that's supposed to be on there. Yeah, and and it's some of those are like, yes, I'm interested, but I like I'm fucking I'm tired of you know people sucking the dicks of Mandalorians. You know, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people love Boba Fett and everything like that. Like, but I really don't. And they addressed Mandalorians in in the Clone Wars, which now is officially canon when it comes to Mandalorians. So, you know, it's sort of in my in my mind, it's like, okay, they already have done the Mandalorian. If you're gonna have a guy that's quiet and playing, kind of making a movie like a western, but in outer space, you know, yeah, we had that in Boba Fett. You know, we don't. It's not necessarily something we need. Once, it, but I do have faith in John Favreau. Um, he'll probably give us something good, you know. But then again, John Favreau also gave us like, you know, that TV show Revolution that was on NBC that I was not a big fan of, or uh, what's the other one? He did that movie about you know owning a you know a food truck. <laughs> um, but the the one that I could give two shits about is they're doing a show about Cassian Andor. And if that doesn't, if that name doesn't ring a bell, and I'm a Star Wars fan, and that name barely rings rings a fucking bell, it's the guy rings a bell, rang rings a bell, a bell. It, it rings a bell, rang. It, but I'm saying it, it doesn't ring a bell because I already heard the story. But it's it's the guy from Rogue One, and and in my and in my in my opinion, possibly the worst Star Wars movie, you know, including the prequels. Well, no, I mean, Last Jedi is kind of up there also. But, you know, Rogue One, a movie that no one gave a shit about, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the only good thing about Rogue One was the last, you know, those two min- two or three minutes with Darth Vader. You know, the rest of that movie sucks balls and was totally useless and a waste of time. Um, you know, and then you're going to take the lead character from that movie. Or not the lead. Not and he, was, I don't think he wasn't even the fucking lead of the movie. Uh, the girl from whatever, the other girl. She, you know, she was the character, but and then obviously, spoiler alert, he dies in Rogue One. So this is like a prequel series. So, you know, the character is not interesting if you know that you know they they can't die because you know they have he has to be in Rogue One. So, this is like such a fucking waste of time. Like I don't even know why they're doing this show, but um, you know, that's just my two cents on it. Um, anything else before we before we say goodbye to our audience? Um, no. Oh, Chris needs to get laid. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know, I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I got to yeah, get a car. Probably like, you're probably just like, hmm. Well, I mean, I know Oscar's going to say it's uh, his advice or whatever, but I mean, I trust me, I have, I have every intention of getting a fucking car. Um, I just need to get paid first. Um, with that, let's wrap it up. That's, That's what she said. Uh, please visit two strangers one podcast.net where you can find th- all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes page, or if you have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, uh, you can uh, download us uh, there on iTunes. If you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, you can find us on the Stitcher app. That's S T I T C H E R uh, for Android devices, which again, I believe, but it's also for Apple devices. Um, you can do what I do and put listen later and. Um, uh, download while you're in a Wi-Fi spot, and so we don't have to kill your data or you don't have to kill your battery. So you can download all your episodes, or you're at home, or at McDonald's, the library, or wherever you're at where you have Wi-Fi, and listen to all your podcasts where you're out and about. Uh, you know, and listen to podcasts just really does the, your battery can last. If you just listen to podcasts and you're not surfing or whatever, I mean, you know, you can go for hours and hours and hours. And if you only listen to the Tsunami Faithful podcast, everything will be right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that Tsunami Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful podcast, uh, is also on Stitcher. 
Um, uh, we want your money. We need your money. And, and it's crazy. You would think that I you would think I have time on my hands. And I between my job and just trying to just, just get shit organized around my house. Like I, I have been busy, but I do want to set up a Patreon. And actually, like on top of a Patreon, like, you know, I also kind of want to start like just, you know, just in trying to get money, like get my eBay page back up. So, you know, I mean, I, I have every intention of like starting an eBay page and a Patreon page and or, you know, I don't know, maybe like Patreon, maybe, you know, like, you know, support the Patreon. I'll send you a comic book or some, you know, some something that I'm going to I want to get rid of, you know, <laughs> something I want to get rid of. Well, you know, so so you know, it's probably going to have my collection. It's probably going to have stains on it. No, I take um, care of my comic books. You know, I'm just saying is like I, I want to sell. I want to start just selling shit just because, you know. Uh, I have a lot of shit, and, and you know, I got to get rid of it. And it's, you know, I, I got to start growing up and get getting rid of shit. So maybe might as well get a couple dollars if I can. Um, but so we want your money. We need your money. But if you can't give us a dime, you could take two seconds and share us our from our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Two Strangers One Podcast, all spelled out. You can like this episode, like the page itself, share the page, and uh, you could also follow us on the uh, the net the group page, Two Strangers One Podcast. Uh, network. Uh, once again, that's in that's in groups on Facebook. Uh, you can write to us like Oscar does, and I, you know, I, I'm waiting for the day for like, you know, for 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 people to kind of like, you know, support us and 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 badmouth Oscar right on back. Um, but uh, oh, uh, oh shit, I, I totally forgot. I saw it in my notes, and I should have mentioned this earlier. A shout out to Dave Z of the Exploding Heads podcast. Uh, Dave Z, uh, when I was working at the the printing company, uh, they were printing out these Halloween decorations and, um, it's for this movie called, uh, Trick or Treat, which uh, I'm not, a, I, I'm not aware of or whatever. Um, but what happens was the company had a bunch of stuff that they were going to throw in the garbage. And so, and they were giving it to people, they were giving, you know, they were like, look, we're going to throw it out. Or, and so people, a lot of people took these Halloween decorations and I, I took a bunch or whatever. And, um, and and does I think this has nothing to do with me getting let go? Um, and so uh, I had a bunch. And uh, Dave Z, who's more of a friend through the uh, Cinema Psyops podcast, and and once again his show is called the Exploding Heads podcast. You know, they're they these are all shows that talk about like horror movies and stuff like that. Not exactly my cup of tea, but you know, interesting to an interesting listen at the very least. Um, and he lives in Buffalo, and he drives to Rochester once a week for his job. So I'm like, dude, you know, while you're in town. Uh, come on by. I'll, I'll, you know, I got these fucking Halloween decorations if you want, and and, I, and I'll, you know, just give them to you because you know I was gonna, they were just gonna throw them out at my job, and you know I had some up in my house for for Halloween decorations. The Halloween's over now, but you know I said you know I got a bunch. I got I got more than I need. So uh, you know if you want to swing by, come you know feel free. And so he was a cool dude, and we hung out for a couple minutes. He sent me um, like, and, and the funny thing is the same way I'm not into horror movies, he's not into superhero movies. So he sent me uh, The Man of Steel on Blu-ray. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Daisy. And, uh, and once again, that was like something that he had that it was sort of, it's sort of weird. Like, here, you want the shit that I'm going to throw it anyway? <laughs> so uh, a shout out to him. Um, but once again, if you want to write us, you can write us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Um, and I still haven't solved our Twitter issues, but uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter's uh, at Stranger Podcast. And uh, for the episodes that you can't find on SoundCloud, where our SoundCloud is also the other way you can download our episodes, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, we've had shows for the past two or three years now on SoundCloud. If you want to listen to anything before that, you can find 
all older episodes, six years of podcasts on uh, uh, YouTube. Just search for Two Strangers One Podcast, uh, and you can also find links to my audiobook, Odd I See a Tale from the Road, my Stranger Vlogs, which I have Stranger Vlogs from New York Comic Con, which I haven't put up yet, but I plan on. And uh, that's it. I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. All right. Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Uh If you're part of our uh, the Toonami Fable Discord, you can find me on Discord by just simply going at Paul Pascrillo. Uh Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I won't. Um, and then Don't you can an email asshole. me. It's Paul like, like resp- If the person's being an asshole, you're not going to respond. Of course. And uh, you can email me, uh, Paul Pascrillo at TunamiFaithful.com if you want to do that. I know Oscar's done that before, so there you go. All right. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. Oh shit! They're here for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, I forget how good this mic is. <laughs> yes. And I am Paul Pascrillo. Uh, don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping on my face. <laughs> That was a little too much. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialist, I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. Is this? I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. 
I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says that that spells it still. Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information at Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it, and you could sell him fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.